What's going on, everybody, and welcome back here to another edition of the Warning Track Talk podcast with your host, Dave and Dave. And it is Monday morning, and around Major League Baseball, things are beginning to stir as the MLB trade deadline is quickly approaching. I am recording this on the morning of August 1st, Monday, uh, and tomorrow, August 2nd at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, is the MLB trade deadline. Lots of things are happening behind the scenes. Uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff coming up here uh, in this podcast that we're going to be talking about. I'm going to be recapping the Philly sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, getting you set up for the Atlanta Braves series, quick two-game series, so that's a little weird, uh, but I'll give you my predictions for that series. Uh, and we'll also talk about the trade deadline uh, towards the end of the podcast. Uh, but Dave, I will have coverage uh, starting tomorrow on the trade deadline. Not starting tomorrow, but uh, we are hoping that Dave will. I'm hoping that Dave will join me. The plan is still for him to join me uh, tomorrow to do a podcast to talk about the trade deadline, whether that's Phillies news, baseball news, everything. We'll have complete coverage for you here, how that affects the Phillies' playoff chances and so much more. Uh, The plan as of right now is to record two podcasts uh, tomorrow, Uh, one in the morning and one uh, later on at night after the 6 p.m. trade deadline. Uh, So a bunch of coverage uh, here on the Warning Check Talk podcast, so leave us a follow, check us out on multiple platforms if you will. Uh, and please uh, share us with your friends and family who are also fel- fellow Phillies fans or baseball fans in general. We'll have a bunch of coverage for you tomorrow. If you want to stay really up to date with everything that Dave and I are doing, check us out at the WTT underscore podcast at WTT, all capital letters, underscore podcast on Twitter for more trade deadline content and for Phillies content in general. Now, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the Phillies and the Pirates series that just wrapped up this past weekend at PNC Park, a beautiful four-game sweep of the Pirates for your Philadelphia Phillies. Now, before I get into that, I did just want to say that I do apologize for the stat that has been in the back of some of the podcasts recently. It's not static for long, and I honestly do not know why that is happening. Uh, it's usually for about 45 seconds to a minute. It may even be doing it right now as I'm watching the uh, the audio feedback come up. I try to edit it out, uh, and it just doesn't seem to be editing out. So if the issue continues, uh, I am going to get take this microphone back and get a new one. Uh, I don't know why that's the case. It's been doing it the last couple podcasts. It's frustrating, so I do apologize. I hope that it's not too annoying, and trust me, I am working on it. Uh, so bear with us here. Stick with us. Um, and, uh, we will do our best. I will do my best to see if that, uh, issue can be corrected, uh, coming up here soon. All right. So let's talk Phillies baseball, Phillies pirates. Um, and and this was a, a really good series for the Phillies. Really, really, really good series. Uh, it started off on Thursday, uh, July 28th, Phillies and the pirates. Zach Wheeler was on the mound for the Phillies and he was really good in this one. Uh, Wheeler, let's see, for some reason my, uh, my stats here are not pulling up. Here we go. Uh, Wheeler went seven innings, gave up two earned runs, three hits, did walk three batters, did strike out eight Pirates hitters, though. He was fantastic. He was squeezed a little bit on the strike zone by home plate umpire Roberto Ortiz, which caused those three walks, but seven innings, 97 pitches. Wheeler was fantastic. Got the win, his ninth win of the season. Uh, and the Phillies offense was great in this one. They put up eight runs on 15 hits. The big story, again, was Dries Familia, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's get into the game recap. In the top of the first inning, uh, Derek Hall triples uh, on a fly ball to center field. Uh, and two runs score. Reese Hoskins and Alec Bohm come around to score there. That was off of Pirates starter Zach Thompson. 
Then in the same inning, top of the first, Nick Castellanos singles on a line drive to left field. Derek Hall comes around from third. Not around, I should say, just goes 90 feet from third to home and scores. Uh, Nick Castellanos, boy, what did a ser- what a series he had. Really an amazing series, and it was great to see. Top of the second, Alec Bohm singles uh, on a line drive to right field. Matt Vierling comes around to score. That makes it 4 to nothing Phillies. Then in the top of the sixth, Kyle Schwarber hits his 32nd Schwarbaum of the year to deep right center field. Uh, and Matt Vierling and Garrett Stubbs come around to score. Garrett Stubbs was pinch running there. Zach Thompson uh, was the pitcher that did give up that home run. Sorry, Stubbs was not pinch running. That was in a different game. But Stubbs did come around to score. Regardless, it's the 32nd short bomb of the year. 7-0 Phillies. Then in the top of the 7th, Didi Gregorius singles uh, to right field. Nick Castellanos comes around to score. Bryson Stott goes to third. That was with Chris Stratton on the mound for the Pirates. That makes it 8-0 Phillies. And then in the bottom of the 7th, Zach Wheeler runs into a little bit of trouble. Cal Mitchell hits his third home run of the season uh, to center field off of Zach Wheeler. Two runs, including Cal Mitchell, come around to score. So two-run shot. That makes it 8-2. That was Zach Wheeler's last inning in the 7th, and the Phillies are looking good, leading 8-0 into the bottom of the 7th, 8-2 heading into the bottom of the ninth. And Rob Thompson puts in Dries Familia, and from here, things go south. Tyler Heineman, the catcher, for the Pirates, singles to center field. Two runs come around to score in the ninth. It's 8-4. to four. This is all with one out. Kevin Newman then triples next batter to left field. Two more runs come around to score. Van Meter and Heineman come in. That makes it 8-6 to six Phillies. Then in that same inning, Sir Anthony Dominguez has to be called upon to get the final two outs with a runner on third and one out. Dominguez gets Orneal Cruz to ground out the second base. Bryson Stott. Completes the putout, but coming in to score is Kevin Newman. Bases are empty, though, and Dominguez is able to get the final out. Phillies secure the win, 8-7. to seven. The winning pitcher in this one was Zach Wheeler. He's 9-5 with a 2.77 ERA. The losing pitcher is Zach Thompson, 3-8 with a 5.09 ERA. And the save goes to Sir Anthony Dominguez. It's his sixth of the season. The Phillies improved to 52-47 and 47 after this win in Pittsburgh, and the Pirates fall the 19 games under 500 with a record of 40-59. and 59. Uh, So, I mean, this game was flawless into the ninth inning for the Phillies when Jarese Familia comes in the game, and let's take a look at his line. He only got one out, went one-third of an inning, gave up four hits, five runs, all five being earned, walked a batter, did strike out a batter, but that didn't matter because it was an awful pitching performance. Uh, and I talked about it in our last podcast. Our last podcast was a reaction pod. I wasn't feeling all that well. Uh, so it was a podcast of the Brave series and the beginning, the first two games of this Pirate series. So I did talk about Familia in that podcast, but I wanted to talk about it in an overall view here because, um, you know, we're doing the more in-depth recap of the Pirate series. I mean, Familia just can't continue to, to pitch on this ball club. And yeah, I know that Sam Coonrod is getting ready. He's in AAA. Uh, I've heard some bad things about his command. His command isn't where it needs to be. Uh, maybe they keep up Mark Appel, but it doesn't really seem like the Phillies are interested in getting rid of Jarese Familia. It seems like they want him there, which is unbelievable because all Phillies fans know that his 6 ERA is not getting it done for this team. And if he can't even hold a 6-run lead or a 7-run lead... Uh, how do you expect him to, when do you expect him to pitch? How how can he still pitch in a major league bullpen? Uh, you know, if another team wants to take a flyer on him and, you know, wants to, you know, eat some of that contract, then so be it. Let them do it. 
uh, maybe more of a rebuilding club, but uh, the Phillies, I mean, if you want to be competitive, you cannot keep Jarese Familia on this roster. I don't care what he's given you with experience with young to younger guys. I don't care what he's given you with preparation techniques or whatever Rob Thompson said it was. But whatever Jarese Familia is doing, it's not worth $6 million. It's not worth a 6 ERA. And it's not worth having to sweat out an 8-2 lead against the, the Pittsburgh Pirates, who, let's face it, with all due to respect are a bad baseball club. Very, very bad baseball club, especially offensively. So that's where I, I'll leave that uh, for game one. All right, game two uh, between the Phillies and the Pirates. This was on Friday night. Uh, Phillies win this game by a score of 4-2, to two, but here's the recap. Billy Falter got the start in this one for the Phillies. In the bottom of the third, Greg Allen doubles down the left field line. Uh, Kevin Newman comes around to score. He had a really good series. Falter then gives up another run in the bottom of the sixth as Cabrian Hayes hits his fifth home run of the season that just got out of PNC Park to the right field seats in the first row. Then made a 2-0 Pirates. Then in the top of the seventh, Kyle Schwarber singles on a fly ball off the right field fence. Matt Feeling comes around to score. Duba Herrera goes to third. It was a big play in this game, kind of, because Herrera kind of hesitated to run between second and third and I think forgot how many outs there were, or maybe was looking at Dusty Wathen for a little too long. But thankfully, it didn't matter, because Reese Hoskins singles to left field past the outstretched glove of Cabrian Hayes, and Aduba Herrera scores from third. That was off of Will Crow, a hanging slider. That made it a 2-2 game. Then, in the top of the 10th inning, Reese Hoskins off of Dwayne Underwood Jr. hits his 20th bomb of the season on a fly ball to deep center field into the Ivy, the Pittsburgh Pirates logo, and Garrett Stubbs come around to score. The Phillies have a 4-2 lead. So the Phillies uh, win this one, and, and it was it was really great to see. I do apologize for the phone ringing there for a little bit, uh, but really great to see. Phillies put up a great performance again here in Game 2, especially to battle back because the Pirates starter, uh, Jose Quintana, who was on the trade block, he was really good. Went five and two-thirds, four hits, no runs, uh, and he only threw, let me see how many pitches did he throw in this one. I wrote it down here somewhere, 83. Only threw 83 pitches. Pirates took him out. Now, maybe, not maybe, it was definitely due to the trade deadline. Uh, but he was really good in this one. Uh, but the Phillies battle back uh, and win this game, game two, uh, in 10 innings against the Pirates. Winning pitcher is Sir Anthony Dominguez. He improves to 5-3 and three with a 1.67 ERA. The loss goes to Dwayne Underwood Jr. He's 0-3 with a 4.18 ERA. And Connor Brogdon gets his first save of the season. Phillies improved to 53 and 47, six games under 500 or over 500. What am I saying? Still third in the NL East, and Pirates fall to 20 games under 500 with a record of 40 and 60. Reese Hoskins was had four hits in this game with three RBIs. He was the player of the game, and another good game by the Phillies to beat a team like the Pirates. They're not a good team, but even when facing adversity, dealing with a good starter and Jose Quintana. Pirates had a lead going into the seventh. It was pretty crowded to a PNC Park this weekend, mainly because, you know, half of the crowd, if not more, was Phillies fans traveling from, you know, the better side of the state. Uh, and the Phillies put up a good show again here in this one. They battled adversity. It wasn't a pretty game, but good teams sometimes, good times, or good teams, not sometimes, but should win those ugly games against bad teams. And the Phillies proved that they did that uh, here in this Second game against the Pirates. All right, Saturday night, we go. This game was on national TV on Fox. Uh, and the Phillies, another win. They win this game 2-1. to one. This one was really nerve-wracking. I mean, so was Friday night. 
But this one was extremely stressful. Not much offense in this one. Let's get into the recap. In the top of the sixth inning, JT Ramuto hits his 10th home run of the season. Nice to see him finally get into double digits. It's a fly ball to right field. Did kind of just stink out of the ballpark. Where the Phillies were hitting a lot of baseballs hard off of Mitch Keller. Uh, they had a lot of leadoff base runners in this one, uh, and they just couldn't score. But finally, JT Ramuto gets a pitch that he can hit and puts the Phillies on the board and on top, one to nothing. Then in the bottom of the seventh, the Pirates tied. It's Cal Mitchell again, hits his fourth home run of the season to right field. This was off the Jose Alvarado, who is struggling somewhat recently again. Uh, and that made it a one to one game. Then in the top of the tenth, Matt Veerling. Uh, is able to reach on a fielder's choice. Didi Gregorius comes around from second to score. It was on a throwing error by first baseman Michael Chavis uh, with Delo Santos pitching for the Pirates. And this was all the Phillies needed again. Uh, they were really good in this one. Corey Knebel was the star of this game. Uh, Knebel did a really good job uh, through two innings in this game. Two strikeouts had a really good pickoff move uh, in the bottom of the 10th. And Didi Gregorius made a wonderful play to end this ball game. Corey Knebel, 3-5 with a 2.59 ERA. He gets the win as the Phillies win 2-1. The loss goes to Delo Santos of the Pirates. He falls to 0-3 with a 2.91 ERA. Phillies improved to 54-47, seven games over 500, and the Pirates fall to 40-61 on the season. Also, too, Ranger Suarez was great in this game. Suarez, six innings, three hits, no earned runs, and he seems to be back. Eight strikeouts, and that was the key thing. Before he went on the injured list, he was not putting away hitters, uh, and he really did that in this game against the, against the Pirates. He put away the hitters, and I know that Pittsburgh does not have a high-powered offense. They're far from it, uh, but they're still a Major League Baseball team, and you still have to get them out. They have 40, re 40 wins for a reason. They're beating some teams, obviously. Uh, but the Phillies, uh, even with only six hits, are able to beat the Pirates in extra innings for the second day in a row. Two to one. Player of the game in this one was probably JT Ramuto. Two hits, uh, an RBI, and a walk. And, of course, Ranger Suarez was really good. Alvarado, though, his ERA does go back above five at 5.10 after giving up the home run to Cal Mitchell. All right. The last game of this four-game series, the four-game sweep for the Phillies, is on Sunday, July 31st. Yesterday, I'm recording this on the 1st of August. Let's get into the recap. Top of the 1st, JT Ramuto doubles to left field. Uh, Alec Bohm comes around to score. 1-0 lead for the Phillies. This was off of JT Brubaker, who was doing a really good job over his past couple starts for the Pirates, but the Phillies got to him big time in this game. Same inning, top of the 1st, Nick Castiano singles to left field. JT Ramuto, after hitting the double to score, Alec Bohm. Uh, Nick Castellanos drives JT Ramuto in. That makes it 2-0. Then in the bottom of the third, Cal Mitchell again doubles this time to right field off of Aaron Nola. Kevin Newman uh, comes around to score. Kevin Newman and Cal Mitchell really are the two best series for the Pirates. Then in the top of the fifth, another Schwarber bomb. It's the 33rd of the season for Kyle Schwarber to left field. This was opposite field off of JT Brubaker for over 440 feet. Absolutely ridiculous. You definitely have to go back and watch that clip if you have not already. In the same inning, in the top of the fifth, Nick Castellanos adds on a little bit. Single to center field. Brian Reynolds, who came off of the paternity list in this game on Sunday. Uh, Alec Bohm comes around to score. That makes it 4-1. to one. Bryson Stott then singles next batter. JT Amuto comes in to score. Nick Castellanos advances to second. This is all off of JT Brubaker. That makes it 5-1. to one. Then Pirates make a pitching change off of Dylan Peters, Matt Veerling, Matt Veerling singles. This is all on the top of the fifth. 
uh, and Peters gives up another run there, makes it 6-1. to one. The Dubal Herrera then singles next batter. Bryson Stott comes around to score. That makes it 7-1. to one. Then in the top of the sixth, an inning later, Alec Bohm hits his seventh home run of the season off of Dylan Peters. That makes it 8-1. to one. Solo shot there for Alec. Then in the bottom of the ninth, with Juris Familia again pitching, with this time with a seven-run lead. It was nerve-wracking. He got lucky. Um, I forget who it was. It may have been Kevin Newman popped up a hanging breaking ball, and then there was like a hundred-and-something mile-per-hour ground ball hit to Didi Gregorius to end the game. That was a double play, but the Pirates did get a run in the bottom of the ninth. Yoshi Sutsugo singles uh, to left field, and O'Neill Cruz, Pirates' high prospect, comes around to score off of Familia, and that makes it 8-2, to two. but that's where, thankfully, the damage will end, and the Phillies get out of Pittsburgh with a four-game sweep. Phillies now eight games over 500 at 55 and 47. The loss goes to the Pirates, of course. They fall to 40 and 62, again, only scoring two runs. Win goes to Aaron Ola. He gets his seventh of the season. He's now 7-8 and eight with a 3.25 ERA. The loss goes to JT Brubaker. He's now 2-9 and nine with a 4.40 ERA. And after this game, the Phillies still remain nine and a half games out of the NL East because the Mets are on a six-game winning streak. The Braves have won three straight. And the Phillies, even though they've won five straight, have not been able to gain much ground at all. But the Phillies have gained some ground in the wildcard race. Uh, they do hold the third spot. After the four-game sweep of the Pirates, sole possession of the third spot. Uh, they are one game up on the Cardinals, four games up on the Giants, and they are just one and a half games back of the San Diego Padres uh, of that second wild card spot. So that's where the Phillies are. Great series for Alec Boehm. Great series for Nick Castellanos. Great series for JT Ramuto. And great series for Reese Hoskins. And when you're saying that those four guys are hitting the baseball really well, that's how you know that this Phillies team is going to win games. And I know it's against the Pirates. I know it's against the Pirates. I get it. I'm aware. Uh, but like I said, they are still a Major League Baseball team. And the way that Alec Boehm was driving the baseball, the way that J.T. Ramuto is getting more power underneath the baseball. And remember, in this game too, if you, if you didn't watch, J.T. Ramuto had a couple really close calls to home runs in the first two games of the series. A lot of fly balls to the warning track. And PNC Park to left field for right-handers is really tough to hit home runs. So good job for the Phillies. Pitching staff was fantastic. Uh, the starting rotation was great. Great starts from Wheeler. Great starts from Ranger Suarez. Great starts from Aranola. And a great start from Bailey Falter, who went six innings, only gave up two runs. The only pitcher who pitched bad in this series was Jarees Familia. And his ERA is, let me see, it was above six. Let me give you an exact here. Not that it really matters, because I think everybody gets the point. But his ERA, I did write 6.09 uh, after yesterday's game. So... Phillies have some reason, I guess, to keep them around. Uh, but let's talk some trade deadline, uh, because I said I would. Uh, actually, you know what? We'll, we'll do the, the Brave series first. So the Phillies are going to Atlanta next. They have an off day on Monday, August 1st, which is the day I'm recording this. They go to Atlanta tomorrow. Uh, it'll be Nick Nelson, a bullpen game for the Phillies. He'll get the start. Spencer Strider will get the start for the Atlanta Braves, and he was great against the Phillies in his last start. So definitely going to be a tough game on Tuesday night. That game is at 7.20 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch. Uh, on NBC Sports Philadelphia. And then on Wednesday, it's a day game, 12.20 p.m. Eastern Time from Truist Park. It's Georgia native Zach Wheeler who gets the start for your fight in Phillies. And he'll be opposed by Charlie Morton, who the Phillies actually got to pretty good last time out in, in uh, the game, even though it took a couple innings to begin to hit him. 
Uh, and that game will also be on NBC Sports Philadelphia. So predictions for the series, my predictions. Again, I, I try to give them as unbiased as possible. Uh, I think the Phillies split the series uh, with the Braves, and I'd be happy with that. Uh, Atlanta plays better baseball when they're home. Austin Riley is still on that hot streak from where he was, what, a week ago. Uh, so I think the Phillies win game two of this series Wednesday with Wheeler on the mound. I think they'll have a tough go of it tomorrow. The bullpen will probably be okay, but I just think that the offense against Spencer Strider, he's just amazing. His fastball is really good. And what's crazy about Spencer Strider is he does it with only really two pitches, a fastball and a slider, but both of them are plus-plus pitches. Um, and, you know, he does a pretty good job. He's, he's at the top of the NL Rookie of the Year uh, voting, I'm sure. Uh, so I think the Phillies split. Predictions for who stays hot, the pick to click, if you will. Uh, for the Phillies, uh, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Nick Castellanos. I think he's due for a hot August. He had a really great Pirates series. Uh, he's been really good uh, over the past five or six games, I believe, hitting over 300. So I'll go with Castellanos. And for the Atlanta Braves, uh, I am going to go. Uh, I don't think this is going to surprise anybody, but I am going to go with Austin Brown. Um, you know, he's just been so hot. Uh, he kills Philly's pitching. That is, you know, an always thing. Uh, and I just think that, uh, he does, um, click in this game off of Philly's pitchers, especially off the bullpen. Uh, so yeah, Austin Riley, my pick for the Braves, no shocker there. Nick Castellanos is my pick for the Phillies. And I think the Phillies split the series with the Atlanta Braves. All right. So trade deadline talk, right? So again, if you're kind of flipping through the podcast, uh, we are planning on doing a trade deadline special tomorrow. Uh, my plan is to do two episodes. One will be out in the morning. Uh, that will be recapping if anything happens today on August 1st. Uh, remember, the deadline is August 2nd at 6 p.m. Uh, and the reason why it's different is because the new CBA uh, allows it to be changed from the July 31st previous deadline. Uh, so I will have two podcasts out tomorrow uh, here. We'll cover Phillies news most importantly, but if there's any big baseball trade, like a Juan Soto trade, of course, I'm going to cover it on here. Uh, so make sure to follow uh, and uh, check us out on multiple platforms. Um, now, Dave should be joining us for one podcast. Nothing is completely set in stone, but he's hopeful that he can join us tomorrow. Uh, I am still going to try to do two podcasts, though, one in the morning and one tomorrow night. Uh, it depends when I record the one tomorrow night, but I will try to get it out on the same day. That's kind of the point of uh, what I'm doing it, but it depends on how long the episode is and what exactly we're talking about. Hopefully, we're talking about very good Phillies trades. That's the hope. Uh, but so far, the trade deadline has kind of been pretty lackluster. Uh, the, Le the Luis Castillo trade was a big one uh, a couple days ago. That was definitely um, an interesting trade for both sides. Reds got better prospect-wise. Mariners got better. They got an ace in Luis Castillo. But besides that, there really hasn't been too much. I mean, I know Ben Attendee went to the Yankees. That was a little while ago now, uh, and the other trade was, I believe, yeah, Tyler Naquin goes to the Mets, and, you know, that's a that's an okay size trade, but it's it's nothing major, nothing, you know, too crazy. I don't think it affect, affects the Mets' chances of, you know, anything really, to be honest with you, just a left-handed power bat. Um, so, yeah, I mean, definitely it's been slow. I think that the market is waiting for, a lot of people, you know, have kind of been asking me, you know, what's your opinion of, of the market right now? Uh, and I think the, the, the reason is, is just, I think they're waiting on, you know, a big piece to move. I think they're waiting on, you know, Juan Soto or they're waiting even on an Ian Happ or they're waiting on a Wilson Contreras or a Carlos Rodon at the Giants decide to sell, which I don't think they will. Um, but you know, I definitely think that 
once a, a big fish, once a big player uh, goes off the market, I think then you'll begin to see traction go because I think a lot of teams view themselves as contenders for the same player, right? And I think that they don't, I don't think that any team wants to trade trade capital, you know, their players before they truly see the value uh, of what the other team that's trading like a Juan Soto or an Ian Happ wants. And the Mariners are an exception, probably because of they, they knew that they would get Castillo, and they said, well, there's really nobody else out on the market that fits our team as well as Luis Castillo does, so we'll trade top prospects. But teams like the Yankees, teams like uh, the Braves, teams like the Phillies, um, you know, the Dodgers, the Mets, I think that they're going to wait to see what happens first with the bigger names before any of the you know, medium-sized moves are um, are made. So we do have some Phillies news, though. This is from John Heyman. This was this morning. So the Phillies are looking for some defense in center field. Ramon Liriano is the top of the market, but not that likely to be moved. Some other considerations uh, include Michael A. Taylor, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Jose Siri. Um, so, I mean, we'll see what happens there with the Phillies uh, in terms of who they, they trade for. Um, you know, I don't, I really don't see them trading for Michael A. Taylor. I know that that's been a name that is, you know, he's been out there a lot for the Phillies recently. Um, I just think that, like you said, his defensive first, you know, he was in the minor leagues the past couple seasons, got a, got a, had a nice season in 2021, therefore got a good deal with the Royals and he's been good this year. Don't get me wrong, but I think the Phillies need somebody who can provide offensively to in center field. And I wouldn't give up prospects to get a defensive center fielder when I think that Matt Vierling can do the job good enough. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm kind of at with Michael A. Taylor. That's where I'm kind of at with Jackie Bradley Jr. and the more defensive kind of players is I would rather have Matt Vierling because he plays an average to good defense rather than get somebody really good at defense and have even worse, you know, offensive struggles than we've seen with Adubo Herrera and Mickey Moniak. So I think that that's, that's kind of where I think the Phillies should be at. Uh, you know, I, I said the other day, my predictions for the Phillies, you know, I would like to see them do something big because I think this team is, is good and I think they definitely have a shot to, to go deep in the playoffs. Um, but I, I just don't get that vibe right now. I think the Phillies are kind of comfortable with where they're at. Is that the right move? I don't know, uh, but I think the Phillies are comfortable where they're at and they don't want to jeopardize their their future. Now, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with making smaller moves, but I think that's where the Phillies are at right now. They want to save Andrew Painter. They want to save Micabell, which I absolutely agree with. I think they're untouchables, but the Phillies have also, there's also been tweets and sources that have said the Phillies are, you know, naming some other prospects like, like Logan O'Hop. Uh, Logan Ohapi, I should say, and uh, Ben Brown is Untouchables too. And I think the Philly, if the Phillies are doing that, uh, there's really only two reasons they would do that. One is to see if they could try to maybe get some more value out of some of those guys uh, by labeling them as Untouchables and then going back and say they'll trade them you know, in the end. Uh, but I think the more kind of reasonable reason uh, is just the fact that uh, I think the Phillies are, are kind of comfortable with where they're at. I think they believe they're going to get Segura back at you know almost 100%, and they believe that they're going to get Bryce Harper back at almost 100% in another month. And I think that they view that as trade deadline acquisitions, um, and I think that they view their bullpen as, as doing a good job, uh, which th- the Phillies' bullpen has done a good job. Um, but I definitely think that this team still has improving to do. Uh, and I think that you have to think 
long term here too and say that you know the Phillies have done a really good job since Rob Thompson has taken over they played much better baseball they played playoff baseball but you know it's different trying to get past teams like the Mets and the Dodgers or the Phillies have really struggled against the Mets this year they're three and nine against New York um you know, it's tougher to get past those teams than it is the Pittsburgh Pirates. So I think the Phillies should make a bigger fish move. I'm not saying they should go out and get Juan Soto. I don't think that that's ever possible, but uh, I do think an Ian Happ, I think uh, a Tyler Maley, a Jose Quintana is definitely a move. One name I don't want to see come to Philadelphia is Noah Syndergaard. His peripherals are really bad, uh, excuse me, and I just think that the Phillies will be better off if they leave him in Los Angeles or what the Angels deal him to somebody else. So we'll see what happens, though. It's approaching, and the trade deadline is August 2nd at 6 p.m. Uh, so stay tuned for more action tomorrow. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, uh, for listening. This is going to conclude the podcast. Uh, check us out on multiple platforms. Uh, we're available on, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And the one thing I will say, I know in the beginning I did talk about the static. Uh, I do apologize for some of the static that has been, uh, at least I think I said that, um, for some of the static that has been in the background recently. I'm trying to fix it. It's just kind of been all over the place recently, uh, and it's been hard to edit out. I don't know why the microphone is doing that. It wasn't doing that in the beginning. It's doing that now, so it's a really interesting thing. Uh, But I'll see if I can figure it out. Uh, But definitely uh, check us out at WTT underscore podcast on Twitter. Uh, We're on multiple platforms. Uh, Sometimes when I share the link on Twitter, if that's where you're following us from, it does take some time for the Spotify link to add uh, or for the Spotify to update. So if the podcast isn't there right away, I promise it's out. It just hasn't been out yet. It takes some time to download from Anchor. Uh, And check us out. Please share us with your friends and family who are fellow Phillies fans or baseball fans. Uh, Dave and I greatly appreciate all the support, all the listens, uh, as we are so close to 2,500 listens. Uh, Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. This has been the Warning Track Talk Podcast with your hosts, Dave and Dave. Go Phils!